We are outdoor ladies who hunt, shoot, and fish, all while working in conservation and chasing kids. I am Julia Plugge with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. I'm Rachel Alice with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. I am Megan Weiskup with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. And I'm Tana Fancher with the Kansas Department of Wildlife, Parks, and Tourism. Follow us on our outdoor adventures. Welcome back to She Goes Outdoors. This episode of season two, we are chatting about Dutch oven cooking. Uh, Dutch oven is one of my favorite outdoor activities, especially even in the summer where I don't have to heat up the oven. And then going outdoors in the fall, it just, it's a time-honored tradition of our ancestors, uh, even more today as, as a sport and rely on that a different taste, just the, the joy of going outside, preparing our meal. We're going to jump over to Iowa, and as you, if you remember, we have two new co-hosts, Megan Weiskup and Rachel Alice, and they are going to introduce our guest for this episode. Go ahead, Megan, if you'll introduce her. Most definitely. Yeah, we're super excited to um, introduce our our host today. Um, it's someone that's near and dear to, to Rachel and I, and we're super excited. To, a little over a year ago now when she, she joined our agency, another female in this profession. That's that's super awesome. Um, going on close to my 20th year uh, working for uh, Department of Natural Resources. Definitely um, females are, are definitely coming into into this world, which I'm sure, Julia, you remember when you got started. We were one of the, the very few females out there, so it's super excited now, especially um, getting into leadership roles, having more females out there for conservation, for natural resources, and leading the way. So that's definitely one reason why um, this our guest today um, makes a nice fit. We just discovered, Rachel and I, when we were working on some other projects here within the last month or so, that our director, which is who's going to be joining us today, um, has a passion for outdoor cooking, specifically Dutch oven cooking. And that was a kind of a fun fact that uh, that we learned about. Definitely food is an awesome connection. And that's a way that, especially in, a, in an agency like us, that, that deals with not only, you know, the hunting and angling and, and parks, but the environmental side as well. Food is definitely a way that you can reach all of our constituents. And I can't think of anybody that would uh, disagree with not wanting to talk about food or enjoy some of the, the great creations that you can Make. So I'd like to introduce our director today, uh, Kayla Lyon. Started with the agency back in July of 2019. She loves spending time outdoors, does a ton of things um, such as camping, fishing, boating, hiking. If you're familiar with Iowa, which I know some of our listeners definitely are, um, she grew up in what a lot of people refer to as God's country in Iowa, up in northeast Iowa where you have the beautiful bluffs and the natural trout streams and it's just a really a hunter's angler outdoor paradise. So she's perfect growing up in that area. And then also Julia, she has a, a tie like you, huh? grew up on a family farm. So super excited for her to share with us today about her, her love for the outdoors, her passion for outdoor cooking, specifically Dutch ovens and, and everything else she likes to do outside. Oh, I'm excited. The family farm had my spark outdoor cooking and uh, welcome Kayla and let's jump into the questions. Great. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for the intro, Megan. That was very nice. Um, yeah, I'm a farm kid from, I grew up milking cows and uh, we were blessed to have a lot of opportunities in private land um, that was in timber and CRP. And so I had all kinds of opportunities to go outside and do those things. And then 
I went to college and I left and I realized that not everybody has those things and I had to work a little harder at it. And so you appreciate the things that you don't have. And so it's just an honor to be working in natural resources and something that I enjoy so much. So Kayla, how did you get started in, in Dutch oven cooking? Um, actually, it was my sister. My sister was talking about how she was cooking food in this big cast iron thing in a fire. And uh, we started kind of comparing notes. And um, then I thought, well, maybe I need to give this a try too. And so it's been really fun to share recipes and talk about trial and error between the two of us. And now my mom has one too. So when we all go camping together, it works out great because then we have three Dutch ovens. And so we can have one that has the things that the moms want with all the vegetables and meat and the one that the kids will eat with all the carbs in it. And then the ones that the husbands want that has all the meat in it less vegetables. Kind of a fun family group activity. You ever do a cook-off? Like who can prepare the best in like a judging competition? You know, we haven't done a judging competition, but my sister and I are pretty competitive. So certainly we poke at each other a bit when we're trying different recipes. <laughs> so if you're just getting started, um, the, the idea of cooking over a fire with your Dutch oven, it's really intimidating. Do you have any uh, suggestions or, or what do you need to get going, I guess, really? Yeah, I thought it was going to be pretty intimidating too until you kind of just get into it. It isn't as hard as it looks. I think there's a big difference between the things that you need and the things that you want. I have accumulated a lot of those things in the want category after I got the need category taken care of. But obviously the first thing you need is a, a Dutch oven. Um, cast iron is my preference. I have a 12 inch one. Um, it's important to have one that has the flat lid on the top so you can put charcoal on the lid. I'm, I'm currently lobbying my husband to get me a smaller one so I can use that for desserts, but right now I've just got a 12 inch one. It's super handy to have a glove, a grilling glove, chimney to start charcoal, and tongs to move charcoal around, and then obviously charcoal lighter paper to get the charcoal going. In the want category, um, I have a collapsible chimney that works really great for camping, it packs really nice. I was suckered in on a social media ad to buy a kit that has a lid stand and a, a bag and a smoker and a grill and it all folds up inside of the Dutch oven. And it's fantastic because the lid's really heavy. And so it's nice to have the lid stand um, to use. Some people like to use liners, depending on what I'm making. Sometimes I'll use the parchment liners if I'm making pizza or something that's super messy like um, French toast. And then I also think it's super handy to have a, a chart. The secret to Dutch oven cooking is knowing how much charcoal you need on the bottom, on the bottom and the top. And so there are charts out there that will lay all that out for you. So if you have a 12 inch Dutch oven and you wanna cook at 350 degrees, you need 17 pieces of charcoal on the, on the top and then eight on the bottom. So those are kind of some of the things that we use when we do Dutch oven cooking. I should have had that chart with me when I first started because I remember mm -hmm. my first recipe was a cornbread and I had too many on the bottom and you quickly yeah. learn to keep mm -hmm. that chart with you. <laughs> mm -hmm. We found one that was magnetic, so you could stick it to, you know, whatever you were packing or, or your luggage that you're putting everything in so that it doesn't disappear. But we also found the lid holder that you were talking about, uh -huh. and so we were able to actually Dutch oven cook at one of our shooting ranges in the parking lot. Yeah. Um, talk about getting people excited about going to the range. They're like, 
if we uh, if we shoot for an hour, does dessert come with it? And I said, <laughs> absolutely. You know, you hit it here on the right day. We're excited you're here. So. I'm excited to hear more about this collapsible chimney. Yeah. Those chimneys are the obnoxious, like, what do I do with this tall cylinder thing? They take up a lot of space. Yep. Yes, yes. That's definitely something that we'll we'll need to keep on mind, Julia and, and Rachel, as we, we put together something special that we're going to talk about at the end of the show today. That might be something we want to include. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Good point. Most definitely. And and I love that, that Kayla brought up that that competitiveness. Um, Rachel and I've got to experience that with with Kayla out in the range. So you better watch out if she's ever out at the range with you. She's she's a dang good shot. So uh, we see that competitive spirit come out there. But also in, in, in respect to competitiveness, what's your favorite hacker or go to tool or something that you have to edge out your family competition when you're cooking? <laughs> um, I well, uh, besides the chimney, which is super handy, I think just a hack for Dutch oven cooking for me since I've got two little girls. When we're out camping, I, it's hard to focus solely on cooking. And so I like to do a lot of food prep in advance. So I'm gonna be cutting up vegetables and things like that. Plus I have sharper knives at home and try and do as much prep at home so I can just dump things in so I don't have to worry so much about making sure I have eyes on the girls while I have eyes on things that I'm cooking. And I also like to put all of that food prep, those food prep items in containers that I can wash out. And then if there are any leftovers, I throw the leftovers in the containers. I've got something to put things in. Sometimes there are leftovers, sometimes there aren't, but it's always good to be prepared. And I'm not necessarily one of those campers that is, uh, that packs light. So I do have a lot of, to be, to be completely honest, I, I do bring a lot of things, but I know I usually have everything I need. I like that idea of preparation ahead of time because myself, I have little kids too, and you just, instantly they're hungry. So having that all prepared ahead of time to be able to dump in the Dutch oven, preparation as much as you can ahead of time is key. And then on top of that, having the, um, those containers to be able to take home what you might have extra or eat at a later time. Great idea. Again, if you're kind of getting into it, you're new, are there any other tips that you can give our listeners? Maybe those that that are experienced, they, they've already, you know, tried the basic dump cake. What's, uh, what's that next thing or suggestion that you can? Sure, well, I've done a lot of trial and error. Not everything looks beautiful, but usually it tastes pretty good. I've burned some things too, but anything that you can make in your oven or your crock pot, you can do in your Dutch oven. Um, it just takes a little practice and time. Like I said before, it's all about having the right amount of charcoal. And so as soon as you figure out, if you have a recipe that you do at the oven, in the oven at 350, you can do it in your Dutch oven. So I've taken a lot of those recipes that I make inside and tried them in the Dutch oven. It's worked out really well for us. Um, and then it's always important to make sure that you have your Dutch oven seasoned well. When I first got mine, I Googled how to season it because I did not know and that's completely fine. Um, it's not that hard. It looks intimidating, but you rub it with oil and put it in an oven at 425 for about an hour, and that should season it fairly well. What I learned is to make sure that you don't put too much oil on it because it gets sticky and tacky. 
and then you'll have to scrape it off. And it's, it's fixable, but um, that was one of the first mistakes I made. So certainly um, make sure that you've got it seasoned well. That'll make life a lot easier when you're outside using it. Have you ever tried to season your Dutch oven on the grill outside? I haven't, like the thorough seasoning I've done in my oven at home, yeah. but that's a great idea. I have not tried that. I, when I am done with my Dutch oven, done cooking, I always heat it back up and put some, rub some oil on it just to maintain that. And one cool thing that Rachel and I learned about last night, we were doing a, a Beyond Bow outdoor cooking class and we were doing um, the pie irons or sandwich makers. And one of the ladies that we had as our, one of our instructors last night, let us know about a product called Buzzy Wax. So it's, it's basically, you know, like a beeswax that has a bunch of the top grade oils mixed into it. So it's not as messy, but it, it's a great way to also season your, your Dutch ovens and all your cast iron equipment and tools with. So definitely going to definitely check that out next time because it comes in a nice little compact container so easy to transport. I've also found that sometimes that um, oil can get a rancid taste too or a rancid mm -hmm. smell sitting for a while. And maybe um, this new product or this beeswax maybe it doesn't carry that rancid. So our other hack that we learned last night, um, flaxseed oil has a higher burning um, temperature. And so they were saying to actually buy flaxseed pills, like the liquid gels, and then you can just poke them and squeeze Yes, a mess, I'm sure. But that way you have um, flaxseed to take with you and to prevent it from going rancid, it's not exposed to the elements. So uh, that was our other tip that we learned yesterday, which was kind of fun. Neat. I'm sure the kids would enjoy that too, watching you squeeze the oil out of them. <laughs> yep. Uh <-huh. laughs> or maybe they'll do it themselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we've talked about some of the, the equipment and some techniques and, and some hacks. Now let's get into the good stuff. Can you share a couple of your, your favorite recipes with us? I mean, I've heard a lot about this, this breakfast casserole that, oh. that Rachel and I missed out on. So we're definitely gonna have to find a time where we might be able to, to try that. But do you have some recipes that you, you love to make? Well, breakfast casserole is super easy and it's not like really a recipe. You just kind of throw stuff in. I like to um, whisk my eggs at home and mix them with milk so you don't have to worry about cracking eggs. And then I've got another container I can wash out and use. And then a lot of times I'll make like a pot roast or something the night before. And if I've got any potatoes or broccoli or onions left, I'll throw that in, throw in whatever meat that we've got and cheese. And the best thing about egg casserole is it cooks up really fast. Um, usually that's done in about 30 minutes. So when you're trying to do breakfast in the morning with hungry kids, it gets done pretty quickly. So that's a, a fan favorite for us. I have experimented with all kinds of different dinners. Um, it depends on if the kids are with us or not. Um, their favorite is probably lasagna. It's super easy and they can help assemble it. Um, I've got all of the little bowls of ingredients and they assemble it, which is a lot of fun for them and they're more apt to eat it. I have a really good stuffed acorn squash recipe that I make and it's a, a little more work because it requires two pans because you cook the um, acorn squash and then in another pan you're cooking up the ingredients that you stuff the acorn squash with. So for me, hamburger, corn, onions, peppers, kids won't eat it, but. I was gonna say, if your kids would eat it, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Megan and Rachel, when we're able to travel again, I think um, Kayla's gonna be preparing food and we're coming, I'm coming over the uh, Missouri River for some delicious food. <laughs> well, you're right, always welcome. Definitely. <laughs> I'm trying to com come up with a reason as to why we have to have breakfast somewhere so that we can uh, accidentally make Kayla cook. 
because <laughs> my stomach's growling now. <laughs> I know. I'm open to you it. know, and that's a that's a meal that honestly could be any time of the day. Kind of that mm -hmm. mountain man breakfast is mm -hmm. sounds like a recipe that I that I've made too. But this acorn squash recipe that that sounds, sounds phenomenal, delicious. Mm -hmm. And lasagna is one of my favorites. It's a hit at our house too. And Yep. Um, we should not have been recording this around lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking maybe, you know, if we get to, to host the women's huddle in Iowa next year, um, I'm thinking that's where the cooking can come out. Totally. Oh, let's do a challenge. <laughs> oh, yes. A cook challenge. We're going to have to bring out Conservation Officer Special, which is the most delicious. And I hate pumpkin. I really don't like pumpkin. But they have a pumpkin pie Dutch oven thing that is amazing because it includes toffee. And how can you go wrong with oh. Heath? Caramel and toffee. Mm -mm -mm. It's oh my goodness. Yeah, we just make one that's a simple with um, a can of pumpkin and like a dump cake type mix. So it's just a can of pumpkin and then you mix a white cake on top and either Sprite or butter and but. I don't know, Rachel, that one sounds a lot better. We've got our cooking in, we've got some recipes, and now we have to clean this thing. Any suggestions, ideas, tips um, about caring for your equipment cleaning? I have found that it's easier to clean the Dutch oven when it's warm. And so sometimes it gets pretty cool um, when you're serving. And so I like to put a little bit of water in it and stick it back in the fire to heat it back up. It's easier to scrape it clean. I have one of those brushes that has a pretty hard bristle on it, but then a scraper on the other end. So you can scrape it off and then use the bristle brush to get whatever else you need. Rinse it out and then you gotta be sure that you dry it out so you don't get any rust. Sometimes I'll stick it back in the fire and put a little more oil in it just to you know, keep that seasoning. And then I store mine with a towel between the lid and the base. So there's air movement through there so you don't get the rust. Um, that's sometimes a problem. Great tips and, and definitely I know caring for that cast iron is so important and, and a lot of folks um, that's when they end up losing interest is when they don't properly take care of it and it gets all rusty on them and then I know it's a lot of TLC as we learned last night to, to bring these um, tools back to life or equipment back to life if you let them go so um, so key to just to take that extra few minutes and, and love the idea of just while you still have the fire going just just take care of it then. Kayla where do you store your uh, Dutch oven? Well it's probably not the right place so <laughs> I put it in the basement. Um, I've got a, a big shelf that has my containers of camping things um, that I just pull out and grab and go. So that's where my Dutch oven and my bag of Dutch oven things lives. That's where mine is too. So it's wherever sometimes it works. Right. And you're, you're, there shouldn't be a lot of, you want to store it somewhere that's temperature, mm -hmm. moisture control. Right. So your basement's going to be a lot better sometimes than even like your garage. So I was reading about some hack um, from this old mountain man. I swear he looked like he drove a wagon train, but um, he was talking about how, you know, you get the, the, if you're ever at an antique shop, you can find like the super rusted uh, Dutch ovens. And so he was saying that he brings those up to, to heat and boils with hay or alfalfa in them and that that actually will eat the rust. And then he also went on to explain that for those of us that don't live on the ranch, um, you can actually use tea leaves if you fill it in. And, and at least his before and after photos, I believe, maybe a little bit more than an infomercial, but um, 
I'm I'm tempted next time I see one, you know, at the antique store for four dollars. I think I might try it and see if uh, see if Mr. Mountain Man was correct. You probably could find some alfalfa or hay in Iowa someplace. I'm <laughs> sure. I'll box them up and send it to you. <laughs> well, we have some around. <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> I could just imagine like Rachel sneaking up on some farm and <laughs> grabbing a pile of alfalfa. <laughs> I know. And then doing it here in the city where, you know, we can't burn leaves, but if we're cooking over a flame, we can. So uh, I've ah, certainly yeah. pushed that boundary a few times. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be an interesting scent, I think. I'm not sure what your neighbors would think of that. <laughs> not used to that smell of burning right. alfalfa. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Um, so we talked a lot about um, the outdoor cooking perspective, and I know we, we briefly mentioned that at the beginning, uh, which is something that I think is so cool and special to, to Rachel and I in Iowa, having um, a, a female director of the Natural Resource Agency. Your background was kind of in the, the legislative side and as a liaison to our, our current governor, and, and you did a lot of efforts on leading policy and the agricultural and natural resources. You want to talk just a little bit about your, your background, and then um, since coming to the agency, I know you've definitely jumped in with both feet and and that's been so appreciative of all the employees just um Kayla's done an awesome job getting out in the field and and diving right in with with all of us and and learning all the roles and responsibilities which to me is is very you know respectful as employee and truly appreciative well you are too kind Megan my role as director is obviously to run the department but you know to be kind of a spokesperson for the what's and the why's of what we do so I'm a policy nerd um, and a political background, and I did lobbying and policy on behalf of our governor, um, actually two different governors. As director, I've come into the department. I have always had an interest in natural resources, but now I get to work with all the experts that do all the implementation and, and drive uh, conservation in the state. So I've spent a lot of time out learning from them so I can communicate outward the, the what's and the whys of what we do. I think I have an interesting perspective in that I'm a farm kid um, and so I can speak farmer and I can speak conservation because I was an agriculture state. That's a big part of our economy, but agriculture and natural resources have to coexist. We have to, to find a way to work in both of those spaces. You know, as a female um, and as a mom, um, I mentioned earlier that uh, I had all these great opportunities to enjoy our natural resources growing up and then learned that it's not that easy in, in other places. So I've come to really appreciate public lands and public spaces, public waters, and I want to make sure that my kids have those opportunities that I had growing up. We just have to work a little bit harder at it. They've grown to love a lot of those things too, which is just so fun to watch, to watch them develop that appreciation. So while you've been out making the, the rounds around the state and then learning the, the various aspects of what a lot of our employees do, have you, you picked up any new activities or out? Oh gosh, I, I love to paddle. Um, I have not put both of my kids in a canoe yet. I'm a little concerned about doing that. Uh, so I haven't done that, but we've done a lot of camping in various parts. My sister and my mom are big into the equestrian camping. So best situation I can have. I have access to horses, but I don't have to own them. And so I uh, go camping with them, which has been a, a lot of fun. That's a great way to see um, 
some of our natural resources. So I enjoy that. I love the idea. And I guess it, it hits home with me because I'm an agriculture girl too, raised on a farm, still living on the farm. And so that connection of that, the reliable of the resources and your appreciation for both sides, it's all coming together and really enjoy your perspective of your career and your life tied together. I think I would be remiss if I didn't mention hunting a bit. I do, um, I, I did not grow up hunting. Um, my family did. I just never had the opportunity to do that. I married a guy that likes to pheasant hunt. So I'd go out with him and then eventually kind of got into that. Um, I had a lot of family members that deer hunted, but I never had the opportunity to do that. So I had a coworker that told me about Field to Fork. It's a program where we have a couple month long class and the emphasis is on hunting for food. So they teach you how to, um, for us, it was archery, how to use a bow. You're, you're given a bow to practice with and get comfortable with. You have assignments throughout the week on um, tracking and habitat, and you learn how to field dress and prepare and cook venison, um, tree stand safety, and then we're partnered with a mentor and they turn us loose to go out and try and get a deer. So I'm really looking forward to um, sitting, spending a little time in a tree stand and hopefully um, getting a deer this year. And I heard archery, right? Is that, that's, yeah, it, well, I mean, that's that was the opportunity, and I, I didn't know anything about archery, so it's been really kind of fun, and I think the coolest part of that is I stand, I practice, I like go out and stand on my back deck and shoot down at the target, and if I do that without my daughters, they get so mad at me because they love to watch <laughs> it, and I have a five-year-old that will go retrieve the arrows for me, so it's a win-win. Fine. Well, good luck to you in this uh, upcoming deer season. Thank you. Now, we're super excited for Kayla to have that experience too um, and looking forward to, to listening to the adventures. I, we've definitely heard some good stories so far so definitely sometime we need to talk about these Doritos I've been hearing about. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> so Rachel do you want to talk a little bit about um, subscription boxes that we have as part of the, the She Goes Outdoor initiative and, and the tri-state effort and it ties in really nicely with what Kay Kayla shared with us today about Dutch oven cooking. Yeah, absolutely. So as a as a fellow ad, adult hunter or someone that's learning how to hunt um, post 18, I kind of echo that it's it's fun to hear your adventures. I have I have similar ones and I'm I'm lucky to have one of those mentors here on the call with us who uh, when I came up with a crazy idea of going turkey hunting seven months pregnant uh, didn't didn't balk at it actually was willing to take me and and again and I give her a hard time about it all the time but didn't get mad at me when I decided to sleep when we had the one opportunity to actually harvest a turkey because it turns out that it's you can get up you can get your stuff on you can get in the blind but that's a lot of work especially seven seven and a half months pregnant Six o'clock came around, I was ready for a nap. So, um, so it's no different now that when you have a seven month old, you're going to take the opportunity to take a nap in the blind as well. I am there now where it's true. Oh, yeah, you go out and you, you get into the blind or you, you go out in the hunt and you're actually afraid to go because you're going to fall asleep and wake up and you, just because you enjoyed that peace and quiet. I was going to say, I don't know, Before, Rachel, right? about getting, getting into the blind. That can be kind of difficult too. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> While we were sitting in the blind, we decided that we should probably have our own video series too. So we, we went out and for those of you that weren't out turkey 
hunting this this spring um, we had we decided to go I think it was first season but um, we just we had a really big cold snap while we were hunting so we had our blind out it was beautiful the first day the second day it dropped like 30 degrees and we had a frost on the blind so here Megan and I fumbling trying to get into this blind that is frozen now to the point where we got it half zipped Megan's half in the blind and I'm pushing her into the blind uh talk about a calamity of errors now I will report that we had our firearms unloaded they were safely on the ground away from the blind so they had nothing to do with this but if there was anything asleep in those woods they woke up because i think we were laughing so hard that uh that we probably awoke the neighbors too but um <laughs> it's always an adventure out there it's good thing turkeys are dumb i don't i doubt they heard you <laughs> no and and turns out there we had a little coyote come too so they were asleep too so it it worked out just fine <laughs> but anyway so as we're talking and trying to get folks out doing new um, activities, new experiences, we wanted to talk a little bit about our She Goes Outdoor subscription box. So the next one that's coming out is our birding box. And we're super excited about this box. We're working with um, Kansas Ornithological Society. That is a mouthful. Wild Habitat Store and, and a bunch of other folks that have been super helpful in helping us put this together for the for the tri-state region in december we have the 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 big birding challenge if you will where we're and so we're trying to get ladies ready for that um so binoculars those type of items so we can get you out and see what you see in your own backyard or if you're heading out to a state park like walnut woods or any of the other ones uh, a lot of them have birding blinds that you can actually sit in um, and and take advantage of what's coming through so um, we are super excited about the she goes outdoor birding box that's this next one that's coming out so um, head over to the website you can find out more details and you can purchase there and um, as always thanks to the partners audubon society Kansas Ornithological Society, Wild Bird Habitat Store, and all our other partners that have made this opportunity possible. We had great success with Pheasants Forever with our pheasant box, and um, we have some ladies out, and we've started getting pictures of their first uh, adventures, and it's just fun to see everyone out doing, um, realizing that, you know, you don't need everything like, like we've talked about today. You know, there's the, the needs and the wants. Um, I think sometimes we all want more things than uh, than than we realize because uh, it looks great in the pictures. But also this winter we're having our Dutch oven subscription box. So if this podcast has kind of inspired you to try your hand, um, pretty fun adventure that we've we're doing with Kansas, Nebraska, and Iowa. And in the Dutch oven subscription box, just to give a little glimpse of what might be in there. You know, some recipes, some recipe books, some content, whether you are a beginner or experienced. And we found that out with the pheasant hunting box. We had some beginner hunters and some um, experienced hunters purchase those box. And whatever dial you're on, uh, they have found those box useful. And I feel as birders or a Dutch oven, outdoor um cooks you will find that these subscription boxes will be useful to you and i you know i 
Kayla gave some, some super cool hints that may just end up in those boxes as well. So even though that won't be coming out until this winter a little bit later on, you can still register at sgooutdoors.com. And again, that's sgooutdoors.com to register, get the link, and once that's released and ready to go, you'll be notified. Join us on Facebook and Instagram. Share your adventures. And as you get out this fall and winter, we love to kind of tag along with the the one thing also to mention is you know even though we're we're calling these subscription boxes um that's definitely the kind of the, the craze the hype right now with the the wine clubs and the beer clubs and the shave clubs and all that that you hear going on um but the nice thing about these subscription boxes you it's more of a, an a la carte you get to you pick and choose which skills you're interested in you're not on the hook for anything and and really um thanks to our, our wonderful partners they're they're bringing tremendous value to these boxes so for the the little bit that um um, we have to charge just to kind of help offset the cost to, to get it out to everyone and and a couple of the items um, you're really getting a lot of value and a lot of the, the necessary equipment to get started and enjoying these skills. Well Kayla, Rachel, and Megan thank you for joining us outdoors today especially with Kayla your uh, inspiration your tips well, thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Well, join us on Facebook and Instagram at She Goes Outdoors. Talk with us and others about Dutch oven cooking. We also now have a website, sgooutdoors.com. Uh, there you can sign up to be notified for Dutch oven themed subscription boxes and other registrations coming up. Thank you for joining us and we will see you outdoors. Mm -hmm.